Hello, and welcome to Rough Edges. I'm your host, Sarah Fox. In this podcast, I will guide you through my faith and mental health journey to dispel the stigma surrounding mental illness and to create a voice for those who wish to discover more about these topics. This podcast will not only shed light on mental health issues, but will also reveal the intersection between faith and mental illness. I pray that these themes will bring growth and healing to our communities. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rough Edges. Today, I am joined by special guest Tasha T. Tasha T is a licensed independent clinical social worker who currently works as a therapist. She is also a mental health and Christian faith-based podcaster. Her podcast is called Mindful Nuggets by Tasha T. Tasha is passionate about educating others about mental health and supporting them on their mental health journey. In her free time, she enjoys baking, playing word games, and making moments with those who she loves. Welcome, Tasha. So happy to have you here. Thank you, Sarah. I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. Okay, so I want you to tell me a little bit more about yourself. So what three things are you most passionate about and why? Sarah, what am I most passionate about? I am passionate about Jesus, mental health, and people. I believe that all of those things are so important. Jesus, because my spiritual foundation is just so important. When my spiritual life is together, it helps me mentally because, okay, so I'm a therapist. And one thing I learned is that our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors all go together. And so when I think about my spiritual life, that helps to impact my perception, how I view the world, how I view other people. And it helps me to stay balanced in my profession as a mental health therapist. I'm able to see that everybody goes through things and I'm no better than anybody. I'm just in a certain role. And people, because I just think people are an important part of our life. Like we have family, we have friends, we have coworkers, we have strangers, like we're always dealing with people. So I am passionate about sharing my faith, educating others about mental health, and just people, because I think that people are important. I haven't always been a person who liked people, but again, being, you know, in a profession, I have to be around people, I have to hear their stories. And I just love to hear what people have, what they have gone through, how they have gotten to where they are. And, you know, being a Christian, Jesus loved people. He came for people. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that who's able to believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But John 3.17 said, For God did not send his son to condemn the world, but that through his son the world might be said I, th- I just kind of paraphrase those but god loves people jesus loves people so i think that god also wants me to love people so that's my thing my three things 
Jesus, mental health, people are the things I'm most passionate about. I love that, especially with how they all tie together. Because, like, I'm sure as your work as a therapist, like, you interact with people on a daily basis. And you get to see that vulnerable side of people. And you get the opportunity to love them as Christ loves them. So, that's really amazing. So, Yes, it shows him passion, which is love and work clothes, as they say. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so what is your experience with mental health? Ooh, I have dealt with mental health all my life, but I did not realize it until I got into the field. I experienced trauma as a child. I had an uncle who was killed when I was five years old. I learned about this as a child. It's called a traumatic experience, right? When I was 11 years old. My brother had a traumatic death, so I was grieving for a long time. I did not know I was grieving. So from 11 until like my 20s, which I, once I learned more about mental health. um, So yeah, I experienced childhood trauma. I experienced grief. I, after my brother died, I would say I just kind of was numb for a long period of time. I was just really anxious i didn't realize what anxiety was until i was in my 20s when i learned about you know anxiety depression but so my experience has been a personal experience i sought counseling once i realized i had anxiety has things i needed to i needed to sort out in my 20s and then I decided I wanted to help other people, which I had I had actually been in the field for a while. And it's one thing you see people who have things that they're dealing with. You think, okay, you know, I'm good. You know, like what was, you know, I'm not, there's something wrong with me. You know, I got Jesus. But then I would think about things a certain way and it wouldn't match up to what was actually going on in reality. I was like, you know, I need to get this checked out. So that's what kind of inspired me to seek counseling i can remember actually so i live in alabama so back in 2011 we had this tornado to hit tuscaloosa alabama so if anybody knows anything about alabama tuscaloosa is where the university of alabama is that's like the the best football team in the sec it's the sec yeah Southeastern Conference. I have to go with their conference probably anyway. So there's there's a tornado that hit Tuscaloosa, Alabama in 2011. And I can remember just watching this on the news and just being so overwhelmed by you would think that I was actually experiencing this tornado myself. It was just so much. And I can remember having this supervisor. We went to work the next day and I was like, oh my gosh, when I was watching it, it was, I was just like so overwhelmed. It was just like too much for me. I just felt so bad for those people. And she was like, you should go and talk to a therapist about that. Mm. And I was like, wow. So that was one time where I began to reach out for mental health again. You know, I had worked in the field for a long time with different people that had mental health issues, but I didn't think that there was anything wrong with me i say that but i can recall when i was in college i went to the counseling center to seek out help i was like no i I should not go in there to seek out help because if i did it what would people think about me Mm. it wouldn't they would think that i'm okay they would think what was wrong with me 
But, you know, I did not reach out for help. I remember when that tornado hit and I was just so overwhelmed with the anxiety. Like, I need to seek some help. And that's how I started my own personal mental health journey. I saw the therapist. I can also remember being a part of a church. They had a program called Celebrate Recovery. Mm. And it talked about how we have hurts, hangups, and habits, how those things can impact our spiritual life. And I remember going through that program. I was like, I need a little bit more than this. So I sought therapy to assist with that. So that's been my experience with mental health. I've also have relatives that have mental health issues as well. Like I said, it's something that has just always been around but I learned more as I got into the field wow and and you know it's something you said about like just how it all affects your like spirituality as well and it's just interesting to me I I also felt this too like when you were saying like you were thinking about seeking help but then it's like you thought about how people would perceive you and Mm -hmm. just like the judgment you would feel by like going to seek help and I would say like I felt the same way when I first started therapy I was just like what is my family gonna think what is my church family gonna think like everybody's gonna think that you know I've probably lost it or something but it's it's important that we do seek the help and it's important that you know when something is wrong like you try to work through it and find the solution so that was really powerful what you shared Thank you. It's been a journey. Yeah. So how did you decide to start the Mindful Nuggets podcast? And what was the most difficult aspect of making that decision? Okay. I have been a blogger off and on since about 2011. But when I first started to blog, I was just venting. So that was my pattern from like 2011 till about 2018 or 19. So I joined this writing group called CJ and Wright back in 2020. I actually won a membership because I was part of a walking challenge during the pandemic. So I started to blog. So I learned better ways to blog as being part of CJ and Wright. So I actually started a page called Mindful Nuggets on Instagram back in 2020. I just opened this page, had it sitting right there, didn't do anything with it so 2021 came I said okay I'm going to start a podcast this year and I actually went to anchor started a podcast there didn't do anything to it that was in January 2021 so at at the beginning part of this year I said okay I had this plan to start a podcast what am I going to call this podcast and I recalled I had that page on Instagram called mindful nuggets and so the goal behind mindful nuggets which people hear that word mindful they think about buddhism and just like meditating and all this stuff but really the word mindful just means to be in the here and now Mm. and i just know in my life i have not always just focused on the here and now I might have become like, you know, very anxious and worried about the future, but not really just being in the present. So I started this podcast, Mindful Nuggets, to just encourage Christian women to be in the here and now when it comes to their spiritual life and their mental health. You know, you can't, 
the past is the past. The future will be here eventually. All you have is the here and now. Mm-hmm. So the goal was to just provide nuggets to help women to just be more present in the here and now. And since I am a Christian, I believe the spiritual part is very important. But again, it goes back to mental health. So I wanted to create a safe atmosphere to discuss mental health from a Christian perspective. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, I just love like the whole mindfulness aspect because it's true. Like we're so focused, either we're focused on the past or we're worrying about the future and we're not really staying in the present moment. And so that's a very important thing to kind of establish, especially when you're trying to manage your mental health. It's important to be present in the moment. So what has been the hardest part that you asked me that question earlier about making the podcast? Just doing it. (laughs) Like I said, I planned this like last year in 2021. I was like, okay. Oh my gosh, I I don't know what to do for this podcast. So I guess the timing just was not right. And so early this year, I said, you know, I had this idea to start a podcast. Let me just go ahead and do this. So I had that idea in January and I planned to launch my podcast in February so I launched it February the 4th and it's just going on from there that's awesome and I'm I'm happy that you had the courage to do so you know because it's like starting is the hardest part (laughs) it is it is and just being consistent with the starting because at first I was launching my episodes on Fridays. I was like, I don't really like doing this on Fridays. <laughs> and and it's just, you know, I would say the consistency has been a difficult part for me. And just also having like a format, because in the beginning, I would say, I'm just going to, you know, create these really brief episodes, talk about something for a short period of time and stick with that. But I was like, well, you know, I would like to include some other people to come on, do some interviews with people. And they can share some things that way. But I'm like, I really don't like, I like interviewing, but to actually, you know, record the interview and then prepare it to be a part of an episode, it's just a lot. So it's just, you know, having the time to do all this and being consistent with it and just figuring out what's going to be the best format for me and what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and honestly, that is one of the hardest parts for me too. It's just like, you know, trying to carve out that time in your schedule to, like, actually... And then you have to edit afterwards. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just, like, you know, a lot of extra work. But it's worth it. It's worth it. It is. It is definitely worth it. It is. Yeah, so in this season, I wanted to talk about mental health and how it affects relationships. And so what would you say are some fundamental characteristics of a good relationship? I would say authenticity is important. So just being honest about who you are and accepting who the other person is, whether that's like a friendship, family members, dating, marriage, that's just important. Good communication and in the point where you're able to communicate what your needs are, but you're also hearing what this other person is saying, what's important to them, and just understanding things from their point of view. I would say respect is also important. Um, that's simple. <laughs> you never have <laughs> respect for yourself 
is important. Oftentimes, we want to be respected by somebody else. We just having that self-respect is very important. And I would say just honest things. We talk about mental health. So just being honest about, you know, your own mental health status, like, you know, what things can impact your mental health. And just communicating those things to this person. Like I said, whether it's like a family member, friend, dating, marriage, whatever. Yeah, that I agree. Especially about the authenticity. Because it's really important to like be yourself, but also be vulnerable in a way where you know that you can trust the person. And you know that you can mm-hmm. give that part of yourself to that person in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's yeah. really good. So you are a woman of faith, and I know that on your podcast, you talk about not only mental health, but also your faith as well. And so I was wanted to ask you, like, how does faith play a role in managing mental health and relationships? Okay, so there's this one verse that I think of. It reminds me of anxiety and people like, oh my gosh, I don't see how she connects anxiety to that. But it is Philippians 2, 3, 3 through 6. It says, do nothing out of selfish, selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Let's just focus on that one verse that's Philippians 2 and 3. So I'm a person who sometimes battles with anxiety. And I know when it comes to me being anxious, I'm just thinking about myself, how I feel, what's going on. But this verse reminds me when it comes to like my friendships, you know, family or others, don't just focus on myself and how I'm being impacted. But think about this other person you know, how my actions are impacting them. So a big part of mental health just involves our thoughts, our thought life. So I think about that verse, and I think about Philippians, um, I think it's 4, 8, 4 and 8. It says, think of, wait, sorry. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So this verse reminds me of what I should be thinking about. So what things are true, you know, think about that. What is noble? So noble means something that is something that is good honorable so think about those think about what is right what is pure what is lovely what is admirable so when it comes to like me and this person you know as i'm thinking about this person focus my mind on these things versus whatever my anxious thoughts are telling me to think about right and i love i love the fact that in the first verse that you shared Um, it's talking about like revering others more than yourself. And I think that's a very like foundational element of relationships, especially when you're trying to manage mental health, because when you're managing mental health, it seems like everything is all about you and you sometimes turn inward and you forget to 
be in the relationship with someone else when, you know, you're supposed to think about others. And I love that the Bible frames it like that because it's Mm -hmm. not just thinking about yourself because that's how you get more anxious. When you think about yourself, you turn inward and you self like you're self-indulgent and all those anxious thoughts. It can really be Mm -hmm. hard for you to regard others more highly than yourself. But when you love others, it's just like, everything falls into place because you're not so focused on what you're anxious about, but you're focused on loving others well. And one thing I think about too, as we're talking, I think about how, you know, as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit in us and the Holy Spirit will produce fruit in us. So it produces love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, long suffering, all those things. And you need those things in relationships. You need love, you need joy, you need peace, you need all of that, especially patience. So, yes. <laughs> you know, when I when I focus more on what the Holy Spirit is leading me to do in a situation, that's going to help me again to get beyond myself and really think about what's best for this relationship and for the other person. So that is so true. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's really important. So... How, what would you say, like, how is our relationship with God affected by managing mental health? So for me personally, I believe that everything starts with my spiritual foundation. God actually gave me an acronym last year for this word THRIVE, and the T stands for take time with God. So I believe when I take time with God and I'm filling my mind with his thoughts, it's going to help me to manage my mental health. Um, I think about how I'm reading the book of Psalm. I've, I've been reading one Psalm per day since the 1st of February. And a lot of these psalmists, they were just sharing their heart with God. They were just pouring out their heart to God. And they knew that God would hear them. And he wouldn't just hear them, but he would meet them in that place. So mm. sometimes, you know, I just think about how I actually had a friend who ended her life by suicide back in March. And the first two months of that experience were just so hard for me. Like, I'm a woman of faith. You know, I was praying, you know, talking to God about it, reading my Bible. And it was like one, I was actually, and they talk about this. I know we're not talking about grief today, but they're talking about the stages of grief. And I was just, I had this sadness, you know, guilt regarding her death. And I can remember like this one day I was in the kitchen. It's like any moments I had, any thoughts I, any thoughts I had of her before this moment, they were just filled with this sadness. But I had this one day I was in my kitchen. I was baking some brownies and I was baking a pound cake. And I can remember I was thinking about how when I first got this bakeware, I sent her a picture of it via text. And she's like, oh, where did you get that from? That, that appears to be some nice bakeware. And I can remember like, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, she was just so excited about the bakeware. And so I went to bed. And I don't know if I went to bed that night. I woke up that next morning. I was like, oh my gosh, I actually had a memory of her that was not filled with sadness, mm. which I've had good memories of her, but it's just when I was thinking about her, it was just 
me sad, but this one moment that I actually have a sense of, I thought it was joy. And I was talking to somebody else and I was like, no, that's not joy. That's really peace. And mm-hmm. like they were saying, you know, how joy and peace are cousins. I was like, oh, that's actually good. Joy and peace are cousins. Because you can't really have peace without joy. You can't have joy without peace. Those things go together. So I would say that my relationship with God helps me to have peace. Like I think about one verse I like is Isaiah. Well, I love the whole Bible, Bible. The whole Bible is good. But there's <laughs> this one verse, Isaiah 26 and 3. And it says, thou shall keep in perfect peace he who keeps his mind stayed on thee because he trusts in him. And I can remember like this whole time that my I was with my friend, I was still, you know, telling God what was on my mind. I was trying to keep my mind stayed on him. And he gave me that peace. Mm. And he knew that I trusted him. So he gave me that peace because I trusted him. So I think that peace is a really important part of our mental health as a Christian. You know, we're going to have things that we go through in this life, but our peace is so important. You know, without it, how can we get from day to day? Right. I mean, we probably can, but it's going to be a rough ride. So. Right. I love that. I love that you talk about the fact that your peace comes from God like God is the source of your peace and it's just like so many times we try to run to other things to try to give us that peace but that perfect peace comes from God and that helps us to manage mental illnesses so I'm glad that you brought that up yeah yeah it does help because I you know having that loss I just felt so alone and I would like try to talk to this person about it or that person and they might have like given me a little comfort here and there but it was like okay I, I need something more and what this person can give me so I really had to just really pour my heart out to God in that situation and allow him to comfort me versus looking to this person to comfort me right right so do you think that there's a balance between walking in faith and managing mental illness I think that our faith will help us to manage our mental illness. Okay, so we have mental health. Everybody has mental health, right? Not everybody has a mental illness. Like with COVID, COVID can impact our mental health. There are some people who, because of COVID, they might have a mental illness now, but they can still have this thing called mental. So I strive for what's called mental wellness, which means just taking, it's like, you know, having physical wellness. So I strive for mental wellness. So I think that our faith wall does impact our mental wellness. Yes. So it gives us something to hope for, you know, because the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I think that when we walk in faith, it does help us to have, mental wellness and to do well mentally and not saying that we we will never have another mental you know health struggle but we can still strive to be healthy mentally 
Yes, I definitely agree um, with that. And it's just it's just so interesting how everything is all connected, like the mind, body, and spirit. Because sometimes we, we prioritize one over the other, and we never really take into account that they're all on the same level in terms of how they connect. And so, right. yeah, you can't really have one without the other. Like, you can't really manage mental illness or gain mental wellness effectively if you don't strengthen your faith walk as well. So that's important. I agree. Yeah, so my last question for you would be, what advice do you have for those struggling with mental health issues and relationships? Mm, what advice do I have for those struggling with mental health issues and relationships? I would say seek out help. Do not try to be your own therapist or doctor. Getting help does not mean that you're a weak person. There are people trained to help you to work through this. So seek out help. Go to psychology today. Identify what issue you're having. Locate a therapist there. Um, if you need help with locating a therapist, I would gladly assist with that. You can find me. You probably didn't ask me to pitch this, but you can find me <laughs> on Instagram at Mindful Nuggets Podcast. You know, inbox me there. I would gladly help you locate a therapist. But that's the big thing. Just reach out for help. Know that people are available to assist you and also don't be afraid to talk to god about what you're dealing with like when it, when it comes to your, your walk with the lord you don't have to use all these big words to connect with him just say you know lord help me i need help you know ask the lord for wisdom on who you should connect with to get help because seeing a therapist is a really big deal you want to make sure that you're going to find someone who's trained to work with you um so yeah. Yeah, I agree, definitely. Like um faith like God and therapy, they they work together really well. So I agree. Okay. Yes, those Well, thank you so much, Tasha, for joining me tonight. And if you guys want to tune in for more, stay tuned for more empowering episodes on Rough Edges. Thank you for listening to Rough Edges. Feel free to follow this podcast on Instagram at rough.edges.podcast or visit my blog at sarahifox.com. If you have any questions or further suggestions on how to make this podcast grow, you can email at rough.edges.podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and have a wonderful day.